Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. I am T. Hello, T. How are you doing today, sir? Um, I'm all right. I mean, I just woke up. So. All right. Me too. Um, I've been uh, wanting to, I was like, I want to save this conversation for the podcast because I went to the church for the first time in like years and it was interesting. No. Um, well, you know, it's just uh, having been away from it for so long, like sometimes it's like, you know what, maybe this will be nice because sometimes, you know, singing with a group of people can be enjoyable. Um, I have Mm -hmm. to say it was not, um, you know, learning about myself and knowing I don't really like large venues because it was a mega church. And so there was a ton of people. It was super loud. It was super cold. Um, It was like being at a corporate sort of like convention, which is one of my least favorite things to do. I don't like hotel ballrooms and all this other stuff. To me, it just reminds me so much of all of it was just such a trauma response. Um, Yeah, I I did enjoy it all. And I felt like super awkward, too, because obviously, like, I feel like eyes were on me because I'm obviously not a regular. And it's always this whole thing of like, oh, yeah, we got to get her, you know, like, it's like, I'm not from here. Don't even worry about it. I didn't feel comfortable, like, participating. So, like, I didn't really want to clap during praise and worship because I'm like, for one, I don't really like the music and it's crazy loud. Thought that was your favorite part. When I was going to my church as a little kid, like I like really good, like um, I could still enjoy it now. Like if it was a smaller venue and it was like because the, the speaker system was like right on us. And I think for like my family mm. member that I went with, she enjoys that. Like I have to remember a lot of people do enjoy concert experiences like that. So and then there was like actually a really sad part. Because, you know, they always try to flip everything where it's like, oh, this was God's will. And look at this miracle. They brought out this like kid who had gotten hit in the head with a baseball. And he is trying to be like, it's a miracle because they said he'd never walk again. But like, he's clearly like, like the 17 year old kid who had this just like random mishap happened during a sport and now you can tell he's mentally impaired because he you know he can't really talk anymore and he's walking with a cane but that's still supposed to be an example of like God's miracle and he wanted to bring that up in front of everybody and everyone's clapping and I was just like oh my god like that's like really really upsetting and I hope there are some medical professionals that are going to be able to help him because it looks like he's going to need like lifelong assistance and um I don't know it was just and and this was the part to me that was 
like at the because you know they have if for people who don't know like mega churches have these like huge like screens a lot of times at the front of the church because it's so big yeah. people can't always see the pastor so you it's like a concert you know like there's the screen so you, everybody in the back can see but also while like during announcements and then sort of for the closing i will say the production fantastic like kudos to the sound lighting and you know team because everything was like kind of in the graphics because you could text 7385 uh you could text salvation to 7385 whatever it was just to me so corporate where it's just like i'm supposed to believe this is spiritual where everything is just so like cold hard cash grab so yeah i don't know the the um, I've just—I think I'm descending more into um, just not giving a fuck, not not caring about who um, who knows about my, like I I have been agnostic said I was agnostic, but man these these Christians just keep pushing my buttons, man, making me want to not be involved with anything. As a matter of fact, I had a not that experience, but when I was leaving my sister's graduation, because she just graduated from uh, college a couple weeks ago, we and my sister had texted, prior to graduation, she had texted me and was like, hey, I know you're not really religious like that, but if you were going to pick um, like, because you know, like people mostly women like to put things on their graduation caps like signs like you know because of god or something like that and so she sent me a, a few bible passages or things that i i guess god said and then was like which one would you pick and i was just like well yeah i am not i was like i don't feel like actually before she i was like yeah you're right i'm not the right person to ask. <laughs> And I was like, but, you know, it's my sister, yeah. so I try to be less of an asshole. Good. So I was like, I was like, but if I was going to pick one, I would pick, you know, this one. And it was actually, I can't remember what the phrase was, but it was one where I was like more comfortable with it just because. Um, it was just a nice sentiment. It was a nice, you like, it, the the way it was worded, God could have been interpreted anyway. It wasn't just, I don't remember what it was, and it's not important. But anyway, so she ended up not going with that one anyway. She ended up, I don't even think, going with any of the ones that she sent me. But so anyway, we're at one of her graduations because, you know, they have multiple, you know, they, when you graduate from college, for those who don't know, sometimes it's the big commencement, and then they have the one from their school, and then if they're a specific ethnicity, all of those ethnicity of students have their own graduation, so it's whole thing so anyway we go um to her one from her school and it's just me and she goes she gets she walks whatever like that and they read off like this bio of uh stuff about the student and so in my sister's hers starts off with this is all because of god it couldn't have happened without god she wants to thank god da, 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 da. like it's a little bit of that and i'm just like okay whatever there's nothing you know i'm not i don't so you know i'm just there to support my sister so we're leaving after the event and we're just walking back to my car because me and her were about to go out to eat and this random white man walks up and he's just like hey hey courtney and he and i'm thinking it's like one of her teachers or somebody she know i don't know like 
And he was just he just starts off. Hey, you don't know me, but I just wanted to tell you that. Your speech was so touching. I'm so glad that you got up there and you had the bravery to just admit that you uh, were into God. And it's like you, you didn't pass your God finals. Jesus did. Yeah. And like he was like, Cause so many people wouldn't do that. And I like, I had sunglasses on, but I was definitely rolling my eyes. Um, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like and I was, it was one of those conversations where I was like. I'm not saying anything. I'm just watching my sister and watching this guy and his family walks up. So it's his wife and his kids and stuff like that. They all look like the typical Midwestern Christian Ned Flanders type. Um, and I so wish the Christians here were more like Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders was at least nice. Most, I mean, I, I well, won't I'm get into it, but like look. the gossip is vicious. Like I'm like, man, what do y'all say about me when I'm not around? Oh, I have a point on that too, but so she, um, you know, she, she, this could have went either way. Cause I thought it was going to be one of those conversations where they were going to be like, Oh, are you also a believer or whatever? Something like that. And I kid you not in that moment, I straight up would have been like, no, no, like, like I don't, not even a like, little, I'm just here but for thank system. you for not, asking. Like, but that's, I say all that to say, that's the point. That's, kind of where i'm at with all of this now it's just like i don't like it because it's an abuse cycle like everything we're talking about like not being able to give yourself credit for hard work and constantly giving it over to this like i said like it's just an extension of santa claus it's this imaginary invisible magical white man who's actually doling out favor and i know for black people they're like no i think god was black well whatever it's still a man that's over you that's not it's not you you don't have any agency it's just your magical sky daddy who's you know allowing you to do stuff and conversely not allowing other people to do stuff so for everyone else who didn't graduate this year god decided to you know deuce out on them or the guy who fucking got hit in the face with a fucking baseball and now he's fucking impaired like that's yeah like what kind of oh you know what i saw <laughs> i saw a trans um play recently a trans themed play recently and it's about coming out you know um it was really good it was a really good show and um one of the lot so one of in the story the child who's coming out or i mean not really a child but this person who's in college, young, young adult, adult. Yeah. and um, they're. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for people who may ever want to see this. But it's called Divine Alchemist, and in it, somebody very important to them dies in their family, who is way more. This is like their rock. They were way more accepting of their, you know, gender fluidity. I guess mm-hmm. if you will, and so um, <clears throat> uh, and I don't know if that's the proper term. So don't sue me people i'm just it's early we're just talking knowledge that i have um so the person's um what was i gonna say yeah the person their their family member dies or whatever so they have to go home and they haven't told their parents really that they had come out and then so they tell their parents that they come out but they do it by text or something like that and their parents are like super accepting or not super accepting but they were just like okay we love you still and so it's time to go to the funeral and their parents are like, what are you doing? You cannot wear a dress to the funeral. <laughs> and the person's like, well, I'm going to wear a dress 
I feel like I want to, you know, like this is who I am. And they're like, no, you absolutely can't do that. Don't use this person's funeral to make a political statement, yada, yada, yada. And so their parents are also super religious. Um, so to throw that in there. And so one of the lines when they get in an argument is just like, what kind of guy would give me like parents like you? And it, that's literally the statement that I think of any time that like you just said the thing you said about baseball or people or somebody gets killed or something happens tragically to somebody. I'm just like, what kind of guy would well, do this? And then, and then like people always you, try to spin it. I'm glad you brought up the anti-trans stuff because like, or like, cause I got a lot of that too while I was down there. Like we just stopped talking about it. And it's so crazy too. Cause I have a lot of gay cousins, but like everyone's super anti-trans. And, like, we're dragging, like, uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for how they, you know, supported Zaya and stuff like that. And how they should have let, like, Dwayne Wade's mom or Dwayne Wade's ex, because she was trying to block Zaya's transition because, you know, she's anti-trans. And I was like, well, I don't really think, like, how do, how am I going to tell this person that I know about their body more than they do? Yeah, it's at a certain point. I feel like it's just a a barrier to like this is. I don't. I haven't fully grasped the words, but I have this thing, and I alluded to this in episodes before, where I feel like you're limiting yourself, and you don't have to do that. Like people, like you want to put this cap on over you. You want to put this well, like, it feels like protection, person right? above. Like it's sold as that that limitation is protection. But whatever is going to, I don't know, I'm just in a space where I just feel like whatever is going to happen is, is what's going to happen. And I'm not in fear. I don't want to live in fear of that. I think for me, actually, a, a big shift for me, um, and we don't have to go down this entire road, but I think it was when Kobe died. And it was just like, oh, for me, I was just like, oh, shit, like, here's this person who, like, is essentially, like, at least on the basketball, like, just a fearless individual and it's just like this fucking dude gets fucking blown up in a helicopter like what the fuck like after that i was just like so you yeah you should have had a little more fear um well I, I don't know nobody knows what happened that day other than the people that were in sure. the plane or in the helicopter. just know that like, they ignored the nerds and now tragedy maybe it was that i don't i don't know somebody but did. how many I don't times know it was have, him, but like, somebody ignored the yeah nerds. Yeah, how many times have we been in a situation where it's like, you know, I don't I don't know, and I try not to speculate on it, and I, I don't really want to get into it. I just, like, to me, though, that was a big shift where it was just like, oh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like, there ain't no fucking, like, the, the universe, God don't really love you like we try to make it seem. Well, like, I, I made the analogy yesterday because I was talking to someone in um, – you know, he because I'm realizing now too. just we, we've talked about this because you're saying like a lot of times you want to date outside of black women because it's like there's so much religion. But Ooh, I had this talk on. Yeah. Sunday and um, same thing. I had a guy who's trying to talk to me, but, you know, he's very religious. So I'm like, I already know this isn't going to work out. And he was like, so you don't believe in God? I'm like, there's obviously something bigger than us. I just don't think it's some guy. Like in the same, and I definitely think whatever it is, I don't think it cares about us as individuals, like, or is even aware that we are what we are. It's kind of like on my body, I have like quadrillions of cells. 
And of course, I care about my cells and want them to be healthy, but I don't know each individual cell or would even know maybe they are sentient just because they're tiny, like compared to the universe, we're microscopic. So just because my cells are tiny doesn't mean that they don't have consciousness or sentience and have their own path. I'm just not aware of it and I don't care about it. So I think whatever God is kind of feels the way I feel about like myself. I'm throwing a new one in there too. Uh, oh boy astrology <laughs> yay I'm over one there of us i'm over there one too i'm my i mean i don't mind I'm sorry, listeners if for for the listeners who don't know cat does not like i don't do for astrology i like astronomy but i do not like astrology i think it's just um you know bunk it just it just there's like a fucking I don't even know. Like it's a good, it's a it's a, it's a fun conversation. But like let, let's leave it at that. Like I don't base my fucking dating life off of. It's like oh, oh I you're can't talk this. to Tauruses. Like, I I did that when I. Yeah, I did that when I was fucking fifteen, and I was at an event this weekend. I was working, and I got to talking to this um young woman, and you know we like hit it off or whatever. But and I'm just talking to her the whole night, and she's just like what's your sign like after we've been talking for hours off and on she's like what is your sign or no she said when is your birthday and i was like it's in april and she was like uh no but when is she was like so when when what when did you have it or whatever and i was like i just told you it's in in april and she was like you're an asshole and i was like yeah i know and then she was just like Oh my god! Like, just when is your birthday? And I was like, it's you know, it's April fifteenth or whatever. Like, that. oh my god, and she you're an Aries. Like, that tracks. She was like, yeah. She was like, oh, that tracks. Oh my god, yeah. I, I, I. And your dad. She was like, okay. Well, what is your um moon rising and what is your like whatever the other one is? And I was just like, she's like, cause that you have to know your big three and it's a completion. Da 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 da. I was like, that's bullshit. And she was like, no, it's you think it's bullshit? And I was like, it's bullshit. I was like, there's no, I was like, I believe in science. So like, you know what I believe in? Two plus two equals four. That All makes sense. And then we just went, like, we didn't get in an argument, but we just it's, went down this path of just like so her trying and, to convince me. this is me. why I get like a lot of times, like sometimes like angry, you know, and for one, you don't get to know my birthday. That's personal information. We just met. Like you can use so, like that's just, whatever i I just i'm 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 just a private person i don't feel your boundaries your boundary like private information to strangers and so and secondly i feel like astrology is a distraction from the reality so real cosmology like really understanding the stars that can help you escape like that's what like american slaves used to use to you know leave the south because you can track the stars and know where you are on earth if you really understand what's going on like um the astrology stuff that goes back to like ancient egypt so in the same way you would believe in like zeus or all the other you know that they like to think that the cosmos was about them like it's about us but it's like no we're not the center of anything Mm -hmm. Like that, I mean, we're the center of our lives and we care about each other, but the idea of like, you know, the star, that's somehow giving us good information to live our lives. I think that's just a lie. 
and it's a purpose for one to keep and it's something you can't mm-hmm. be wrong about i think that's why a lot of people like it and it's a, usually a you know talk somebody else hit them up like flirt with them sort of thing because there's nothing to disagree about because you can always be right because it's literally circular logic i just i don't know i think the more i've gone with like not dating lately the more I'm being like, you know, it's kind of the right choice because I just don't, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened over the last, I guess, Maybe since maturity. the beginning of this year, but I just, I mean, I think it's a little, it's definitely that, but it's also just like, I'm getting to the point, like, I don't even necessarily want to have sex with anybody unless I, I fucking feel like, like that's your a energy. Type of maturity. Like, and I've never really been like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't been like that before. <laughs> Somebody c- contacted me um, the other night, and, like, this person is always somebody who's, like, down to have sex. They wanted to do it. But I don't like her. I don't like her. Yeah, I don't like her personality. I don't, and she's a very, she's a very beautiful woman. It's hard to be around don't like her personality don't like their energy. at all. Like that's rough. But I usually have the. Your penis is usually able to punch through. Minimalize. No, not even just that. Just like in all areas, I'm usually able to compartmentalize like how I personally feel about something versus like what like what is what is the goal i'm trying to achieve i'm usually able to subvert that and just lately i've just been like nah like because it's already too much energy to like still give to this situation um even even to get what you want like i guess the risk versus reward is not it's not it's not not enough of a trade-off hey i um i understand totally but um, I guess we should do what we came yeah. to do. Um, we're actually, I think the last time I was really excited because we're going to start the Samson story, which was one of my favorites as a little kid. Like, I didn't realize that I was kind of being titillated because it's a little sexy. Okay. Not this part, but once he starts getting well, in with the hose. Okay, so then we are on Judges 13. Yes, of the new revised standard version of the Bible, because God just couldn't get it right the first time. We had to just keep on revising it. Yeah, yeah, well, it happens. But all right, I'll go ahead and jump in now that we've done our intros. All right, Judges 13, new revised standard version. This is the birth of Samson. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. There was a certain man of Zorah, of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren, having borne no children, and the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Although you are barren, having borne no children, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now be careful not to drink wine or strong drink or to eat anything unclean, for you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor is to come on his head, and for the boy shall be a Nazarite to birth from God. It's, it is he who shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, a man of God came to me and his appearances was like that of angel of God and most all inspiring. I did not ask him where he came from and did not tell him and he did not tell me his name. 
But he said to me, you shall conceive and bear a son. So then drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O Lord, I pray, let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we are to be do are to do concerning the boy who will uh, be born. God listens to Manoah and the angel of the God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, the man who came to me the other day has appeared to me. Manoah got up and followed his wife and came to the man and said to him, are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Then Manoah said, now when your words come true, what is it? What is to be the store? The boy's rule of life. What is he to do? The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, let the woman give heed to all that I had said to her. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine. She is not to drink wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing. She is to observe everything that I commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, allow us to detain you and prepare a kid for you. The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, if you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you want to prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name? So that we may honor you when your Lord, come, when your words come true. But the angel to, but the angel of the Lord said to him, what do you, why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. So Manoah took to the kid with the grain offering and offered it to Ola and offered it on the rock of the Lord to him who works wonders. When the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar with Manoah while Manoah and his wife looked on and they fell on the faces of the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah, his wife. Then Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die for we have seen God. But his wife said to him, if the Lord has meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering in a grain offering at our own hands or shown us all these things or now announced to us uh, such things at seas. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. Then the boy grew, the boy grew and the Lord blessed him. The spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Mahane Don between Zorah and Eshtal. All right. Thanks be to God. You know, it's funny you know, rereading this stuff because it's it's been a long time. And um, first thing that stood out to me, like when he asked him, why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. Yeah. That's pretty great. What a great response. <laughs> I'm going to probably use that. Um, you know how I would interpret this if someone told me this story and like they were trying to make it seem like it was real? Um, because well, here's another beef I have with the Bible. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Because we're we have Zora and Manoah, or no, uh, Manoah and his wife. She didn't get a name. Damn. So Mrs. Manoah, she um, is barren. But then uh, a, an angel of the Lord comes to tell her, "It's like, hey, you're gonna have a son, and here's the instructions," which is nice. Um, and then he's her husband's like, "Hey, tell him to come back and give us some more instructions." She's like, "Okay." So then he comes around, and then. Uh, they try to feed him and he's like no give it as a burnt offering and then the Lord accepts it and yada yada 
if this were real people, I think she probably had sex with someone else and was like, hey, this is uh, a guy from the Lord who told me I'm going to have a kid finally. Because the Bible tries to frame it like women are barren or fruitful according to the Lord. So I always thought that was super sad for women who actually do have trouble conceiving and they think it's something they've done to offend the Lord. Whereas it's just probably something biological that can or can't be fixed. Yeah, or sometimes it's not the woman and the guy refuses to get himself tested. Um, to... That's what I'm. Yeah. So I think in this situation, Manoa was actually barren. She had sex with someone else immediately conceived because that happens a lot in history, especially with royal families. The man's barren. but They can't insult the king. So they secretly have a stable boy come in, impregnate the queen, mm-hmm. and then they myrtle the stable boy to make sure that the story never gets out. And the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, he just burst into flames. It's like, okay, or whatever happened. I mean, like, he it's just that, and sometimes it's just like, so, yeah, two people are not compatible to make children, and they go on to have other yeah. partners, and they can do that. So, I mean, it could be multiple things. But, yeah, that's. I just want to add that. Anyway, um, do you have anything else? Because I was going to read the summarization. All right. Um, so in this passage, the Israelites once again engage in evil acts. And as a result, the Lord allows them to be oppressed by the Philistines for 40 years. A man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan and his barren wife are visited by an angel of the Lord. The angel informs them that despite her barrenness, she will conceive and give birth to a son who will be a Nazarite from birth. The boy will play a role in delivering Israel from the Israelites. Manoah prays for the angel to return and provide further instructions. The angel appears again to the woman and reaffirms the instructions regarding her son's life emphasizing that she must adhere to them uh, Manoah offers a sacrifice to the Lord and as the flame ascends the angel ascends with it Manoah and his wife re- recognize the divine nature of the encounter and fear for their lives however his wife reassures him that if God intended harm he wouldn't have accepted their offerings or revealed such things to them The woman gives birth to a son named Samson who grows and receives the blessings of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord begins to stir with Samson in Mahana Don Dan. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty much this was a simple one. Like this was pretty bump, bump, bump. But I think um, for me, what I took from it was Manoa got cut. Okay. (laughs) so judges 14 samson's marriage once samson went down to timnah and at timnah he saw a philistine woman then he came up and told his father and mother i saw a philistine woman at timnah "Uh -uh. now go now get her for me as my wife but his father and mother said to him is there not a woman among your kin or among all our people that you must go at must go and take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines. But Samson said to his father, get her for me because she pleases me. His father and mother did not know that this was from the Lord, for he was seeking a pretext to act against the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines had had dominion over Israel. Then Samson went down with his father and mother to Timnah. When he came to the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion roared at him. The spirit of the Lord rushed on him and he tore the lion apart, barehanded as one might tear apart a kid. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went 
down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson. After a while, he returned to marry her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion, and honey, he scraped it out into his hands and went on eating it as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some of it to them, and they ate it, but he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. His father went down to the woman, and Samson made a feast there as the young men were accustomed to do. When the people saw him, they brought thirty companions to be with him. Samson said to them, Let me now put a riddle to you. If you can explain it to me within the seven days of the feast and find out, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty vestal garments. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me thirty linen garments and thirty festal garments. So they said to him, Ask your riddle, let us hear it. He said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. But for three days they could not explain the riddle. On the fourth day they said to Samson's wife, Coax your husband to explain the riddle to us, or we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us here to impoverish us? So Samson's wife wept before him, saying, you hate me. You do not really love me. You have asked a riddle of my people, but you have not explained it to me. He said to her, Look, I have not told my father or my mother. Why should I tell you? She wept before him the seven days that their feast lasted, and because she nagged him, and on the seventh day he told her. Then he explained the riddle to her people. The men of the town said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and he went down to Ashkelon. He killed thirty men of the town, took their spoil, and gave the festal garments to those who had explained the riddle. In hot anger, he went back to his father's house. Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. Okay. Yeah. What a um what an experience. I feel like this has nothing necessarily to do with what you just read, but sort of I feel like this would make some really great um art house storytelling. Uh Oh, I was going to say porn, but that's kind of the same mm, thing. Sure. It just makes having just seen Bo is afraid and the weirdness that that movie is. I'm like, yeah, the Bible, if you just made a movie of certain stories, literally, then it would be some very weird storytelling. Um, and I'd probably be considered a genius. Yeah, this was, um, I remember this story as a kid because I remember this not being a particularly clever riddle. And um, I thought it was an overreaction to murder the 30 guys. Because mm. um, then the other thing was like, because now that I'm rereading it, is it are they kind of suggesting, because he's like, you would have known this if you hadn't plowed with my heifer. <laughs> so is he trying to suggest like they fucked his wife? Maybe. I mean, women are horse, so. I mean, plowing is usually a euphemism for sex, right? Yeah. Got totally plowed. So, yeah. And then um, that's also interesting. Like, you know what? I'm mad at her. Now you have to be married to my best man. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what happens. You get downgraded. Wow. 
but and I mean, but I rem- I think this was always taught in church about how you shouldn't be like a slave to your lust because, you know, Samson, because he wanted to have her so badly, like he betrayed his people and didn't get a good Jewish girl and went after one of the oppressor's women. I mean, it's just a tale as old as time and women will bring you down. So, you know, it's got to avoid them. their distractions. Yeah. I like how also none of these women have had a name. Like Samson's mom doesn't have a name. Uh, his Samson's first wife, just some Philistine women. She doesn't need a name. So yeah, that's you uh, know the I was watching because um, I'm a fan of this person Dame a Dame Dash interview um, a few of them yesterday, and he was making a really good point. But I often feel like. <laughs> So his point was, you know, he doesn't like he always talks about not wanting to have a boss and stuff like that. And Wait, he always talks about Dame Dash from Rockefeller Records. For those who don't know, he helped create that with um, Jay-Z and Biggs. Um, but he was talking about not wanting to have a boss. And he was on Breakfast oh, Boss. He was on Breakfast Club and he um, just was arguing back and forth with DJ Envy. And Charlemagne, and he made some good points about his reasoning for why. But one of the things he also said is just like, you know, he kept saying like, y'all, y'all are like women. Y'all are up here. Like the show y'all do is like gossiping about other men. Like that's not what men do. And shit. he just kept saying a lot of shit that men don't do. And I don't know. I guess I've just grown in life where this template of what we think men should and shouldn't do is fucking eye rolling to me, man. Honestly, it's exhausting. It's been exhausting. I always had a problem with it since I was, it's toxic. Since I was, it's very toxic. And I've had a problem with it since I was young. And I was just literally thinking like his point. I agree with most of his point, but it like, you could also say that this is just not what, like stand-up people do like because the some of the points he was making i was like well i know women who probably wouldn't want to have a boss either or who wouldn't want to do this either like or who don't gossip who don't (laughs) sit and gossip about other people to you know like that's not their living i know probably a few women who would feel like that so it's just like it's not a man woman thing it's just like i i don't want to use this term but this is the best thing i got right now it's like a a low high frequency or low vibration type term like it's like that type of shit um it's basically versus like do you have character that's better like do you have like yeah that's a better way of framing it but i think because our you know our society is just blanket misogyny like we ascribe all these negative attributes to women and so you know men are the the idea too of like why we you know we mostly for the United States have had like male leadership because we're like women are too hysterical for leadership. Whereas, you know, and then that's it's a person by person basic. Like your sex doesn't determine whether or not you you have character. It doesn't. And just having talked to one of my male friends, and he discussed um, something also the other day where he just was like going off about this woman who he's supposedly friends with honestly don't know why he keeps her around him she fucking annoys him all the time but he just kept saying like i think it's gonna be sex 
Well, I don't think he's had sex with this person. At least from what I've, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think, I think it's what you and I had to discuss off mic the other day, where it's like, he is the type of person where he kind of likes having power over these people and in a way, in a way, um, I, I don't think he would ever frame it like that, but I just, if I was just being like critical, I think it's that. But anyway, the point I was going to make with that is just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just bothered now more, more often than not. We're like, I don't want to be like, I'm a feminist. I'm a male feminist, but I just feel like not even that. I want to be like that. I just don't want to be cliche when I say, but I just feel like, man, it's just annoying the amount of like energy that we give to fucking saying i don't know creating this tension between women or trying to continue to put women down or like i'll see shit on twitter where a woman does something like maybe it's sexually explicit or maybe it's something um (laughs) and like people will be like where's her fucking dad or that's what happens when you don't have a father or like this other woman who was in a wheelchair like she's like 40 years old she never had sex and so like she finally hired a sex worker to have sex with her and people were like saying oh that's good for her but that sucks for that guy or whoever she has sex with because we don't even know it was a guy but like i'm just like man (laughs) people are i guess the point i'm making is people are fucked up and mean and shit like that and it it, it's draining for me is a fucked up mess yes i'm strong agree but i think to the the idea of like you said like there's these ideas of what men do and don't do and what women do and don't do i think that also extends sometimes to what we call race because i feel like when i was younger there was all these this kind of like oh well black people don't do this black girls don't do this it's like but it's like but i do so and I mean, it didn't cancel out my blackness, the, so I guess I'm there are some black. things in that that really piss me off. Especially when people try to do light skin, dark skin shit. That shit pisses me off um, all the time. It's but there are some. Here, let's keep. I was just oh, we can end with this. I was just gonna say there are some things where I feel like no, it is not a blanket statement like all black people or all white people don't do this. But there's some shit where I'll be around white people and I'll be like black people don't do this shit or like this is not this is not how we are that's just population cultural differences like yes there are observable things like you know it's pretty just like you know for the most part americans don't use chopsticks you know what i mean like that's not like that's just observable that's just a cultural difference or whatever actually i do use chopsticks quite a bit but i don't expect to see that when i go to applebee's you know what i mean like you're there's just certain differences but yeah um, anywho, you want to do this last one? Let's see if Samson does something violent again. Um, do you Violence not want me to do the summarization? Patterns? No, because we're running long. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty clear cut. It's not like these are the passages that are super confusing. Um. Okay. Samson defeats the Philistines. After a while, at the time of the wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife, bringing along a, a kid. He said, I want to go into my wife's room but her father would not allow him to go he her father said i want i was sure that you had rejected her so i gave her to your companion (laughs) it's not her younger sister prettier than she why not take her instead samson said to him 
to them this time when i do mischief to the philistines i will be without blame so samson went and caught 300 foxes and took some torches and he turned the foxes tail to tail and put a torch between uh, each pair of tails when he had set fire to the torches he set the foxes he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the philistines and burned up the sho- burned up the shocks in the standing grain as well as the vineyards and olive groves then the philistines asked who has done this and they said samson the son-in-law of the timnite because he had because he has taken samson's wife and given her to his companions so the philistines came up and burned her and her father samson said to them if this is what you do i swear i will not stop until i have taken revenge on you he struck them down hip and thigh with great slaughter and he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of edom then the philistines came up and encamped in judah and made a raid of lehi the men of judah said why have you come up against us they said we have come up to bind samson to do to him as he did to us then three thousand men of judah went down to the cleft of the rock of edom and they said to samson do you not know that the philistines are rulers over us what they have well what they have you have done to us he replied as they did to me so i have done to them they said to him we have come down to bind you so that we may give you into the hands of the philistines samson answered them swear to me that you yourselves will not attack me they said to him no we will only bind you and give you into their hands we will not kill you so they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up to the rock when he came to lehi the philistines came shouting to meet him and the spirit of the lord rushed on him and the ropes that were on his arms became his flax that has caught fire and bonds melted off his hands then he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey and reached down and took it and then with it he killed a thousand men and samson said with the jawbone of a donkey heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of a donkey i've slain a thousand men when he had finished speaking he threw away the jawbone and that place was called ramoth like lehi by then he was very thirsty and he called on the Lord saying, you have granted this victory by the hand of your servant. Am I now to die of thirst <laughs> into the hands of the uncircumcised? So God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi and water came from it. When he drank, his spirit returned and he revived. Therefore, it was named in Hakor, which is at lehi to this day is and he judged israel in the days of the philistines 20 years wow wow that i there was violence so um that was usually a pretty good predictor because generally violence is a pattern not always but generally um yowza um so it sounds like he wasn't cool with his wife being given his companion. No. I feel like how did that did the, I guess you know there weren't phones. I guess they weren't talking that No much. people no most people and wouldn't be cool I with that. I felt like that was I felt like the the his his father-in-law was being reasonable. He was like, "Look, you the last time we talked, which is probably true cuz I'm quite honestly Samson seems like a bit of a li- like a live wire so he's like last time we talked you were done with her and i had to give her to somebody 
So I gave him to your dude. But look, she's got a younger, prettier sister. Didn't have her. And he was just like, nah, I'm killing. Yeah, I'm just going to kill a bunch of people because I'm mad. Well, actually, he didn't directly kill a bunch of people. He probably indirectly killed a bunch of people by destroying their food source and some animal cruelty. Like, I'm pretty sure the foxes didn't survive being set on fire. All this is teaching and me that is that it's okay for men to um, act out when the, the woman that they like is not available. Because of sexual rejection. Yeah. yeah. It's like They're asking for a girl for her phone number and she says no. And you say, bitch, I don't want your phone number anyway. It's like, okie dokie. <laughs> and then I think I kind of this might be why this might have turned me on a little bit when I initially read it because there's like binding like the rope binding that's kind of erotic like uh, so you want to be bound it. I don't but like act, like rope binding is a kink you know what I mean like I think I was just picking up on I maybe I don't know like if it's it, to me it was just like okay like it's like we're gonna bind you we're not gonna hurt you but we're gonna bind you okay and he's like okay cool but then he bursts through him and then kills a bunch of guys with a donkey that with a donkey jaw he kills a thousand dudes and he doesn't like uncircumcised people he thinks uncircumcised people suck so sorry uncircumcised people the way god made you isn't good enough and um and then after all that he got to be a judge for 20 years at this point, this shit is just fucking super and I Superman. Think bad judgment. This is just a fucking comic book. A little bit. It's giving Hercules a little bit. I just got through like rereading or like re- I was listening to a thing on YouTube about like Greco-Roman history, and they were going over the Hercules story, and you know, there's all these kind of strong men myths because it sounds like he's like kind of a jock or whatever. So, yeah. Um, what did ChatGPT have to say? Um, I didn't do it because you said we were running behind. Well, just the last thing, yeah, we can do. This that. one was also very self-explanatory. To it's me. very cut and dry. Yeah, I think it's more helpful for the, the other things. But I don't know. Did you get any sort of spiritual lessons from this? Do you see how like the like God was obviously cool with it? He was like, "Oh, my man's is thirsty. Here, here's some water, my man." Uh, and it's like, and if God can do that, why doesn't He do that more often? Who knows? Um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Is that something that's actually in the Bible, by the way? Is that phrase actually in the Bible? Can we ask ChatGPT? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Just a second. So, the phrase, the Lord works in mysterious ways, is not directly from the Bible. However, it is often used to express the belief that God's actions and plans are beyond human comprehension. Okay. Um, this concept is rooted in biblical teachings that highlight the sovereignty, wisdom, and inscrutability of God's way. I like that word of God's ways. While the specific phrase may not be found in the Bible, similar sentiments can be found in verses such as Isaiah 55, eight through nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, your my ways declares the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts uh, higher my thoughts than your thoughts. The phrase is more of a popular saying or adage that reflects a common understanding of God's music. Okay, so phrase not technically in the Bible, which means some fucker made it up, which means it's bullshit because 
it's just a way to, to rationalize like, it's very you. much these are it's a jedi mind trick it's like these aren't the droids you're looking for god works in mysterious ways you don't need to think about it anymore yeah don't worry your pretty little head about yeah, it it's one of those all right that i just piss people always say that and i'm just like I don't know. Today, I just was like, "Is that actually?" It's ba- it's basically the biblical version of because I said so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, ending with this, the Samson summarization. Um, for those who might not have caught it all, during the wheat harvest, Samson goes to visit his wife, but her father refuses to let him see her and reveals that he gave her to Samson's companion in retaliation. Samson decides to harm the Philistines. He catches 300 foxes, ties them together in pairs with torches between their tails and sets them loose in the Philistines fields, vineyards and olive groves causing widespread destruction. The Philistines discover that Samson is responsible and retaliate by burning Samson's wife and her father. Enraged, Samson vows revenge and strikes down many Philistines before hiding in the Rock of Edom. The Philistines then come to Judah and plan to capture Samson. The men of Judah, fearing reprisals, seek out Samson and attempt to bind him, but he convinces them not to harm him. However, the Philistines eventually capture Samson and bind him with ropes. When they bring him to Lehi, the spirit of the Lord empowers Samson as he breaks free from his restraints, grabs the jawbone of a donkey, and kills a thousand men. Afterwards, Samson is thirsty and he prays to God for water. God miraculously provides water and Samson's strength is restored. Samson judges Israel for 20 years during the period of Philistine domination. Yeah, it sounds like he fucking overreacted. Um, this is not a good person by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody who listens to this and thought, oh, I want to be like Samson, I have questions. God liked him. He gave him water. Dude, kill it. <laughs> kill uh, I don't even like know Samson, how to put this. I love like, you because you kill people. Like, even for somebody who like John likes John, like stuff like John Wick, which I feel like he kind of was completely justified a little bit, like. But he went on a. They fuck- killed his dog. Yeah, yeah, I killed his dog. Like, not only did you kill his dog, but his wife who died gave him that fucking dog. Actually, how about I didn't? I've never watched John Wick. I just know that they killed well, his dog. Well, that but that is what sends him over the edge it's not just like oh you killed my dog it's like my wife who i loved who died from fucking cancer gate got me this dog knowing she was gonna die it arrived after she died i nursed this dog yeah you you'd murdered the symbol of yeah, my wife's like love. i can i kind of understand that like i mean and quite honestly and this is what's crazy <laughs> like the dog probably loved you more unconditionally than your wife did Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't condone the behavior, but this is the thing. Like, it's a fucking movie. It's fine. Make yeah, four or five, pretend. whatever. That's cool. And we don't, we don't uphold. Like, I don't like uphold. I don't think John Wick was in communion with the creator of the universe. I think he was just some guy who was pissed off and wanted to get revenge. Yeah, and but this is the thing. And it's people, fun to watch revenge. People stuff. think. Like, oh, I'm gonna do that, or I'm gonna, you know, like if somebody, whatever, like they, they take this shit and like try to go really live it, and it's just like, I don't know, it it is very damaging to I think, I think it's very damaging versus just like seeking the proper healing mechanisms and like getting therapy or shit like that. Like shit is always gonna happen to us. It constantly happens. There are total moments in my life where i'm like why the fuck is this happening to me like i didn't ask for this or like like am i really that shitty of a person that this has to happen to me like all the fucking time 
But also, it's just like you have to continue to be resilient to what the universe gives you. And like, this is why I would never make like oh people who commit suicide like i I would not in my adult mature life be like those fuckers are weak like i wouldn't say because life is fucking hard and like everybody mental health is not the same and so i'm way more empathetic of shit which also bothers me when i feel like i'm very forgiving of people and very understanding of people and they do not do the same for me that is one of my biggest pet peeves people they're the worst you know what? I'm going to leave off on uh, a conversation I overheard amongst some family members uh, this weekend. And they were talking about um, something Elon Musk had said about how, because uh, Elon Musk really bothers a lot of evangelicals because, you know, the, the branch of like Christianity my family in the South is doing is the prosperity gospel. That's like what's taken hold a lot in the South because niggas like to be flashy. And so um billionaires who are not believers really bother christians because according to their dogma they shouldn't be you know blessed by the lord because they don't serve the lord like our all the examples we've gotten in the bible is how the lord fucks you up if you don't bring your stuff to the levites basically but we have examples all over the world of people who are very prosperous without doing christianity so he has said that he wouldn't mind going to hell because <laughs> um, most of the people in existence would be there. And that irritated them, even though they didn't have anything to refute it. Because And they were saying it within my earshot because they were lightweight just threatening me with hell because everybody in my family knows I don't do church. And so, uh, but, and then I overheard someone else say, it's like, well, yeah, he's only saying that because he doesn't actually believe in hell. And it's like, yeah. Like, that's the more reasonable position that hell is just something they made up to scare you. And it's still working, which is odd because there's, once again, we're into Judges 15. Has hell come up yet? No, See? I don't think so. And it seems like it, it's such a big deal. Like, it's just so strange to me that all of these these theological concepts that we hold on to are not present. But I don't know. I need to stay off the Internet because every every (laughs) fucking thing, somebody inserts something about God or hell or like we're we're in the end times. It's like and I feel like a lot of this shit been happening. It's just like it's magnified because it's on the Internet. We all have this massive library of information that we can see at all fucking points of the like. And this. But when I actually go into the real world. Most motherfuckers ain't like this. Like, I mean, they if they are, it's not as like people people hide behind that fucking keyboard, man. Like that's why I'm like, this shit is not real. Like to me, it ain't real unless you bringing it to me for real. So like I don't live internet life. I live real life. I go and have fun and be with my friends and go to kids' soccer games and shit like that and like enjoy life in that fashion and be with my family. And like, yeah, there are dangers of the world out there. But again, that's what I was just saying. Shit is always gonna happen. It's just like how do you choose to deal with it? Like and that's what I was saying, I guess, earlier too. I just I just have a different view of it. Like whatever gonna happen to me is gonna happen to me. Obviously I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I don't want to fucking 
anything. I don't even want to speak on or my family or my family. I actually would prefer something bad happen to me first versus like then your family. Yeah, life gets hard. Then it gets better. Then it gets hard again. Like that's just the course of life. Like it it was just so crazy. Um, Like trying to. It's just such a tortured logic, and I think it it takes a toll because when I'm observing my family, I feel like we're suffering quite a bit from these bad ideas. I think the perfect analogy for life is just sports because I feel like every year you, you start and you're trying to achieve this goal, and sometimes you win a championship, sometimes you fucking don't. But what happens is like you go through this journey of trying to hopefully trying to self-improve through the time to get to that ultimate goal. And so I think like that life is a game in itself and you have like you can choose to just like not do nothing or just be like, whoa, is me or whatever. Or you could try to self-improve and become better and like actually also use that shit to make the world a better place, like to affect your direct community. Um, so it's up to you. Like. I've just kind of taken that more approach. Like I can only do what's right in front of me. I don't really have like massive influence to affect the entire world. Like at the snap of a finger. But if I do that, then maybe other people will be like, Oh yeah, let's do that. And then maybe the world becomes a little bit better. Like maybe we don't know. I like that. Let's leave off on that. That was great. (laughs) Okay. So next week or next episode, I'm excited because we're going to get to Samson and Delilah. So we finally have a named woman in the Samson story. First one, Delilah. And I think it's it's going to get sexy. And just before we even go on that, yes, we will have Samson, Delilah, Judges 16. Um, we'll be talking about Micah and Levite, and we'll be talking about the migration of Dan. But, like, look at that right there. Before we even read next episode, like, for the young actually not even just young man but since i'm a male i will speak to the males when you're going through some shit like he just murdered all those people because he couldn't get the woman he wanted and look he's about to have another bitch like come on now like (laughs) just like maybe sometimes and i'm say that jokingly but like a little perspective people you know like i i like like sometimes you just have to like we get into this thing of like oh that person was the one and like i'm i'm i've gone through that and i'm still to a degree going through that but it's like at a certain point it's like no there are other there are seven billion eight billion other people on this planet like you can find somebody else and like i don't know that's i just want to put that out there don't don't stay in situations where you don't need to um be there any longer if they're not serving you or and vice versa like you know don't hold other people back for your own selfish reasons like if you know you're not what you what they need you to be then maybe you should uh move move out the way also also polyamory is a thing and i support it so it's pretty great stop putting Um, all of the things on just one person i um here let's (laughs) yes and because your body belongs to you and it can only do so much all right get a mental health therapy and uh until next time bible breakdown podcast at gmail.com bye